Welcome to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, a CME podcast series where each week we translate today's late-breaking clinical research and news into tomorrow's practice. I'm Dr. Frank Domino, professor in the Department of Family Medicine and Community Health at the University of Massachusetts Chan Medical School and editor-in-chief of the 5-Minute Clinical Consult. Be sure to follow the link in the description after today's episode for more information about today's article and to claim CME credit. This podcast is brought to you by PrimeMed. Jasmine is a 45-year-old female with hypertension and obesity who recently recovered from COVID-19. She reports that she wasn't hospitalized but came close. It was scary, and she wants to make sure she's around for her children for years to come. She's going to get vaccinated but wants to know what else she can do to improve her overall health. Her resolution this year is to get in better shape, and she doesn't exercise. She's interested in finding out what you recommend to help her live a long, happy life. Hi, this is Frank Domino, and joining me this morning is Marianne Montague, Doctorate of Nurse Practitioner Studies and Instructor in the Department of Family Medicine and Community Health at the UMass Chan Medical School. Good morning, Marianne. Good morning, Frank. Ah, Jasmine is like so many patients. I'm so glad she's now going to get vaccinated. Um, but we, we, we want her to be overall in much better health. What do you recommend we can do to improve her risks for heart disease? So that's a great question. So, you know, according to the CDC, heart disease is actually the leading cause of death in the United States. I know in the past couple of years, we haven't heard as much about that, but coronary artery disease is the most common cause of heart disease. Did you know that 659,000 people in the United States died from heart disease, which is one in every four deaths that we have. The most common known risk factors for heart disease are hypertension, high cholesterol, and smoking. While there also is diabetes, being overweight and obese, unhealthy diets, physical inactivity, and excessive alcohol use. It, it is surprising. I mean, I think COVID has allowed us to start focusing a little bit more on common causes of death, yet heart disease continues to be the number one reason people in the, in the United States die. What is the clinical significance uh, that we've seen with the implementation of exercise and physical activity on people for the prevention and treatment of heart disease? Well, it's been widely studied that exercise has been found to have improved health co- outcomes. This isn't new, but all causes of mortality, including arthritis, cancer, diabetes, heart disease, and respiratory illness have all shown better outcomes with exercise, including arthritis, cancer, diabetes, heart disease, and respiratory illness. They've all had better outcomes with exercise. Physical activity and exercise is shown to be more effective than many drug interventions in secondary prevention of coronary artery disease, and even better in prevention of stroke, heart failure, and diabetes for secondary prevention. In the Sanchez-Gomez study, it is found that for those with coronary artery disease were engaged in an exercise-based cardiac rehabilitation program, they had 27% reduction in mortality compared to those who had the usual care. As well, they also had improved quality of life and the abilities to attend to their activities of daily living. 
Physical activity impacts cardiovascular disease risk factors, which plays a role in primary prevention as well as secondary prevention for cardiovascular disease. I mean, I think this paper is really quite exceptional. And I think um, it's somewhat frustrating to me that um, I know our facility eliminated its cardiac rehab program because it wasn't as cost effective as they had hoped. But boy, here's an intervention we can prescribe that's covered by most, if not all, insurances that has a huge impact on the prevention of future adverse outcomes. So uh, I, 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 I really feel strongly that, that, that cardiac rehab is a, is a fantastic tool, especially for secondary prevention. Um, so let's talk a little bit about Jasmine's issue. What's the role of exercise and physical activity on improving outcomes in those who've had COVID-19? So it's been seen that individuals who've had a higher severity of illness with COVID-19, it's particularly due to the presence of risk factors, um, especially cardiovascular risk factors, such as hypertension, diabetes, obesity, or coronary artery disease, among other comorbidities. This has lended to poor prognosis as well as worsening of outcomes for patients with cardiovascular disease, as well as increased mortality. It is reported that patients with STEMI have a greater incidence of heart failure on arrival at the hospital than patients without COVID. That's 31.9% versus 18.4%. It is important that during quarantine, individuals stay physically active and participate in regular physical activity to help preserve their overall cardiovascular health. There are significant benefits to routine exercise in helping in prevention of many environmental threats, including, but not limited to, viral infections such as COVID-19, as well as other bacterial infections that individuals might experience. While we know Jasmine recently had COVID, this virus impacts everyone in different ways. Some things that may have contributed to the severity of Jasmine's symptoms and also to her recovery are her comorbidities. As we know, she has hypertension and obesity and is in a sedentary lifestyle, as well as not being vaccinated. These are all things that impacted her. She could have had improved outcomes if she was engaged in routine physical activity, and that would have impacted her cardiovascular risk, including her obesity and hypertension. I, it, it's so true. Uh, just, just a little bit of activity um, may have prevented her from getting as ill as she would have, uh, and, and I'm sure it was very scary. So let's make hay while the sun shines. She's asking us for help. How should we counsel her about exercise? Well, we should counsel her and most of our patients here in primary care and advise them about the benefits of exercise. This should be part of our day-to-day practice to encourage our patients to engage in regular exercise. According to the CDC, an adult should engage in 150 minutes weekly of moderate-intensity aerobic activity, like walking in addition to two or more days of muscle strengthening, or... It could look like 75 minutes of vigorous intensity, like jogging or running, in addition to two days of muscle strength. Exercise and physical activity is crucial in preventing and controlling a problem that is not only significant in the United States, but globally. 
to help improve the incidence and mortality of cardiovascular disease as a healthcare profession, we must educate and encourage and guide efforts to reduce sedentarism, as there is a direct impact in reducing cardiovascular disease. You know, as a healthcare provider, I look at different ways to encourage patients to be physically active. It could be simple things like parking farther away from their location. It could be things like taking the stairs versus the elevator. Another important thing is to understand resources. It doesn't have to mean going to a gym. They can always go out in nature and walk and run, but also checking into their benefits from their health insurance company to see what is offered and what is covered as most insurances have reimbursements. So in short, as PCPs, we need to be sure to encourage exercise and essentially prescribe it like we would prescribe any other medication. Marianne, I, I couldn't agree more. I, I, I feel like we have at our disposal an amazing tool in exercise, and we rely on meds far too often. Um, and I, I certainly think in other cultures and other countries, um, regular exercise is part of everyday life. You don't drive three blocks to go to the get uh, your vegetables for the day, you walk. And, and we, need to, we need to find ways to help our patients integrate that more. Thanks so much for bringing these two issues forward. Thank you. Practice pointer. In the United States, cardiovascular disease is the leading cause of death, with one person dying every 36 seconds. Add in the current era of COVID-19, and you see much crossover with risk factors for both conditions. An easy treatment is implementing non-pharmacologic treatments like regular exercise. It will improve outcomes in both cases. Join us next time when we talk about the use of -of point-of-care ultrasound in our offices, in particular for those with heart failure. Thank you for listening to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, brought to you by PrimeMed. To claim CME credit and receive additional information about the article referenced in today's episode, follow the link in the description. To stay up to date on the most recent clinical research and news, please subscribe to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine and be sure to check out primed.com for additional CME content.